0: Hey, welcome to Multiply Your Money, it's episode 83, and you know what, I made a mistake. I've got to confess, I made a mistake. Uh, yesterday I got so excited about uh, the topic, I lost count of what episode I was up to. And I said yesterday, or in the previous episode, that um, it was episode uh, eighty one, but I'd already done that twice. So we're at episode 83. So the last episode was actually 82. Okay, thought I'd just clear that up. Um, I talk about episodes and yesterday, uh, because um, some people are actually doing this as a program that they run each day, they go day to day. So when I'm talking about yesterday, yes, this is the episode they heard yesterday. Now, some people don't want to do it like that way. So which is why I'm not drip feeding it down day by day. I'm just uploading the episodes and you can listen to as many or as little as you want. But I just want to revisit um, some feedback that I've been checking on with people who are are following the the podcast. The people who are getting the best results from this podcast are doing one episode a day. And integrating the information, thinking about the information during the day. There's no point just jamming all this information in your head and yep, got that, got that, got that. I'm consuming the information but I'm not doing anything with it. My experience hasn't changed and that's what you're looking for. I'm learning the stuff but I'm doing the stuff and my life is changing. You're looking for those three things. So yesterday I told you about a couple who had racked up £41,000 in credit card debt and I also said how they got out of it. They played a game called the 10% reduction game. So the very first uh, payment that they aimed to pay off was £4,100, which they did, okay? And the next uh, bill, that took their credit card bill down to 36900 so their next goal was to try and pay £3,690 off that, okay? Now, to do that, they had to change a lot of things, they had to really really make it a focus not just a target but a real focus though so they sold a lot of stuff uh they stopped leases on cars they actually moved to cheaper accommodation they downsized radically their rent you know their rent was something around about the 4000 a month well they moved to a place which was about 1100 a month okay they did whatever it takes now this is a, a family didn't have children okay but they were on good dual incomes, but the point was they really, really realized they were in deep trouble if they didn't change anything um, A colleague of mine is a woman called Diana Matthew, and she wrote an amazing book called the Money tree and it 's really hard to get it 's incredibly hard to get because it was put out as a as notes from a course and i don 't think it was ever commercially published okay um, and i 'm writing to Diana to see if I can get the rights to actually publish that book again. Uh, but I haven't, uh, I'm still in negotiation about that. But it's such a wonderful book. But Diana tells the story that I'm driving home from work and I black out at the wheel of the car and it's a new car. Uh, you know, I'm, I've just leased it recently and I'm driving along and I blacked out. And that accident left her with repair bills, but she then discovered that the car was uninsured, right? So um, she'd taken out insurance, which she thought covered her vehicle, but only covered damage to the other person's vehicle, right? And she then negotiated with a finance company to repay that debt and then a recession hit and she lost her job. Um, so she was uh, retrenched. And then that led to missed mortgage repayments and then the bank moved in and foreclosed on her property. And by this stage, she's now $8,000 in debt. She's barely making ends meet and there was no possible way that she could catch up in the foreseeable future. Okay? The first thing that she did was she listed all her debts. And what she thought was a realistic time frame to try and clear them. Okay. And then she divided her after-tax income into three groups. 10% of her income went into savings account. 20% of her income was used to pay bills and reduce debts. And she learned to live on 70%. In fact, she had to adjust that so that 10% went into savings 30% was used to pay bills and she then learned to live on 60%. And she listed all of her liabilities and expenses and every bill was scrutinised. Every bill was scrutinised, every bill. And she then phoned every supplier and she explained the situation and wherever possible, a better rate was negotiated. And ironically, everyone was really helpful and no one wanted to see her go under. And she got receipts for everything and analysed her spending patterns. And she eliminated soft drinks, crisps, biscuits, cakes, coffees, takeaways, anything deemed a treat from her weekly spend. And she used to say to people, let's not do lunch. Let's not catch up for coffee or drinks. And she took a packed lunch to work and she cancelled gym memberships. She cancelled cable memberships. She cancelled video cards at that time. Any standing orders for clubs and charities all got cancelled. She reduced or eliminated any superfluous loans and insurances. And she went on a financial witch hunt for hidden fees and charges. And she aimed to pay her credit card on time. She got a new job and worked extra hours. She worked small part-time jobs. She started reading everything she could on debt reduction. And you know what? She went on free courses, she went on the internet, she went to library, she went to the local bank, she looked at anything that was related to whittling down her debts. And four months later, she was 100% debt-free and she had $2,000 in savings. And she wrote a book called The Money Tree, which explains her experience and explains exactly how she did that. Now, The Money Tree... Has gone on to make her one of the best selling personal finance authors in Australia, but not in a book, but from what you, you go on the course and you can buy her book off the course. And her get out of debt system has helped people worldwide. But at the heart of that book is this skill of monitoring and focusing. She could not have got that result without getting the facts, without monitoring and focusing. Uh, it would not have been possible. See, monitoring and focusing enabled her to make some very smart choices with one goal, to be debt-free as fast as possible. Getting out of debt must become a higher priority than getting a new handbag, owning the latest smart gadget, or shouting your mate's drinks every Friday night.